0: All right, here we are. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Georgia Neekin, the licensed practitioner with the Centre for Spiritual Living, White Rock. We are an inclusive learning centre of practical spirituality based in White Rock, South Surrey area of British Columbia, Canada. And we practice and teach tools for transformation, authentic self-expression and conscious living. Wherever you are on your path, whether you're soaring or you're struggling, there's a place for you here. As we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and we all live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, including Keitsi, Kwatlem, Stolo, and Kwatlem Nations. Let us anchor our time together in the heart as I invite you to turn within and I'll just do a simple invocation. So just relax, Close your eyes or gentle eyes as we invite this time in this space together. (sighs) So as I know this awareness, this deepening of awareness of divine, divine spirit, the incredible bank account of intelligence that's beyond anything we all could ever believe or know. In fact, we could believe. And as I trust and know and open my heart and my mind today, as we all do in this community, I welcome all new members, all new minds, all new thoughts, all continued members as they join with us today as we all join together in this eventful moment of taking a leap of faith. And that leap of faith is what we do every day, every moment, every struggle, Hmm. every time we open our eyes and breathe a new breath. We're taking a leap of faith to know that there's something greater than us, and that it is us for us, in us, at all times. I'm so thankful to welcome everybody and open this wonderful day together, and coming forth with creative mind and creative expression to know the best is yet to come. And I thank you all for being here, and I'm thankful for this moment, and so it is. So it is. That was beautiful, Diane. Thank you so much. What a way to start the day. I'm so, so pleased to introduce our special guest speaker, Rev. Karen Cleveland. Rev. Karen is a licensed minister with Centers for Spiritual Living, and she loves to inspire and guide people to a more meaningful life by combining the wisdom of our spiritual principles with occasional stories from her experience as an animal communicator. She experienced firsthand the magical impact a dedicated spiritual practice can make on a life, and now she helps others to do the same. Please join me in wait, welcoming Rev. Karen Count Cleveland. Uh,
1: yep. Okay. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much. So I want to talk about faith today and You're probably going to hear it, possibly going to hear it all month, but um, I want to talk about taking a leap of faith and and what that means, um, how to do it, or why we do it. So Ernest Holmes said that those that have great faith have great power. And if you think about it a minute, it's like those that have great faith have great power. It's like, what is that power? So I, I want to kind of work towards that a little bit. How is that power pictured in our lives? So first, let's talk just for a minute about what is faith. And there's a lot of different definitions. In fact, Google will give you, I think, uh, I forget, over 400 million definitions of faith. Um, But Paul in the New Testament says, it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In the Old Testament, in Hebrews, Hebrews, excuse me, um, they say, "Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for." And a couple of New Thought definitions is that act of faith is an inner knowing, or that faith is a deep inner knowing that which is sought is already ours for the taking. Let me say that again: a deep inner knowing that that which is sought is already ours for the taking. So, so it is kind of an inner knowing, but then I, there are different ways to use the word faith. And I have to remember where my hands are. I know you can't see all of me. So um, because we can have faith in ourselves, right? We can have faith in humankind or our fellow humans. We can have faith in God. So in that way, it, it's kind of like a, a belief. Right? We believe, we know that it's true. If I have faith in myself, I believe that I can do something. If I have faith in my fellow human, um, I'm going to believe that they are going to live up to the expectations, whatever it is that we have of them. And, and a, a faith in God is, um, well, basically believing there's a God. So you've probably heard this before that, um instead of having the faith in God, which is good, um, but to have the faith of God. And to me, the faith of God is, so if you can imagine, imagine you're God for a minute because you are, but really imagine that you are, um, you are the creator of all this. Okay, so whatever you see, you know, I I have two windows. I see the trees, the flowers. I see my walls. I see my lights and my desk and my books and all that kind of stuff. So if I am the creator of all this and everything that's outside, especially right now, because it's all naturally happening the animals, the trees, the chickens, the wind, the sky, the sun, the rain, everything's naturally happening. So if I'm God, I have faith that everything is going to continue to happen as designed. The rain's going to fall, the flowers are going to grow, bloom, die, and start that regeneration process. So when I talk about having the faith of God, and and that's my goal, my aim, It's about knowing and living in the divine natural cycle, to me. So, um, so in the introduction, it was mentioned that I'm an animal communicator, and so that means I literally talk to animals. um, I listen to animals. I help clients, usually with behavior health problems. But what I discovered. in the process. So I wasn't always an animal communicator all my life. Um, Maybe I was, I just didn't know it. There was a process, there was a time when I thought, I wonder if that's possible to talk to animals, it seems pretty far-fetched. So I took um, classes and I started studying with someone Uh, and it was actually my first class that it's like, oh yeah, it is possible actually. But but through um, over the next, I don't know, two or three years of studying that and and my process of being able to connect and communicate with the animals, my faith in the the actual connection with the dog, the cat, the bird kept getting a little bit, um, I guess I should say, deeper and deeper and deeper. And what happened was... I discovered that as I tested this, um, this faith that I was communicating for the animals, it outpictured in different areas of my life. And, and I wanna say that I wanted to make sure that I was actually speaking for the animal. Uh, if I was being entrusted to let a person know what their dog says, what their dog wants, what's wrong with their dog, I want to know I'm actually speaking for the dog and it's not just coming from some, you know, imagination or something. So I had to continually work on it. And, and as I continually worked on it and in my spiritual practices, I discovered I was continually kind of working on this connection, communication with God, the universe, the Holy Spirit. And what I realized is that. As I said, as my communication with the animals grew and I had more faith in myself that I was doing um, exactly what I want to do and be honest with the animals, this happened in um, areas of my life and my spiritual practices got deeper and deeper. And um, I just, I, I was able to t- test myself. So let me give an example. So I learned to talk to animals um, and was starting to grow a business uh, long before I went to ministerial school. And and to me, I want to give you just a little bit of definition for what faith means to me. And, and that is um, trusting that the message I got from God really is from God. And it really is for my highest good. Okay, So I have faith when I get a message from God that is from God. And I should do it or not do it or whatever the situation is, you know, so it really is for my highest good. So when I was going to go to ministerial school, when the opportunity came up, um, for those of you that know the senior minister at my church, Kathy Ann Lewis, she put out an email that said, I'm going to do a um, one-time on-site ministerial school for the next three years. Uh, If you wanna go, you know, here's the information and here's what you need to do. And my dad was a minister and I kind of thought I would always be something like a minister, but um, I hadn't put that much thought into it yet. Um, So when I got that message, I said, yeah, I want to go. So I filled out the paperwork. I got all the letters of reference. I submitted my application. I got accepted. Was I accepted? Yeah, I think I got accepted. And after I did all that, I said, you know what? I don't really want to go to ministerial school. I just want to work on my business. So at the time, you know, I was trying to to grow this animal communication business. And I thought, I don't want to go to ministerial school. I don't know why I did all that stuff. I don't know why I got the answer. So I had asked God beforehand, should I go? And the answer was yes. It's like, I don't know why the answer was yes. Because I don't want to do it now. And I continued to ask God. And the answer was always yes. And I thought, I don't get it. I don't know why the answer is yes. And I was beginning to have a little bit of a crisis of faith because I thought, this is wrong. My head was telling me, this just isn't right. Um, And during that time, I had been praying for um, a mentor for my business. And I had a very couple specific things that I wanted addressed with my business. And and, and that was what I wanted, instead of going to ministerial school. Well, it turns out there was a, like an information night for the school. So I went to the information night, and oddly enough, everything that I had been praying for was mentioned that night, that, that the first quarter, we're going to talk about this, and then we're going to talk about this. And I just thought, oh my god, this is the answer for what I want. It's not exactly the business that I thought it was going to be. So my ministry is not talking to animals necessarily, but, um, but I thought, wow, this really is what I'm supposed to do. And because here's all my answers all of a sudden right here in front of me. And I thought, I thought somehow I was getting the wrong answer from God. So, um, So that's just a quick little story about one of my leaps of faith was doing this ministerial school when I really had doubts in my head that I really should be going. And, you know, we tend as people, we tend to put more faith in the mundane than we do into our personal lives and the important stuff. So you probably have faith that when you put your clothes in the washing machine, the washing machine is going to turn on and wash your clothes. When you flip the light switch, that the light's going to go on, right? So we, we tend to trust or have faith that these things are going to work. And, and I think the reason is because we know the mechanics behind how it works. So when it fails, we know we can fix it and, and it'll work again. Well, that's how it is, though, with the universal laws. And we... Um, Maybe we forget that sometimes. So when we want to put our faith in our health, in our relationships, in our um, financial affairs, you know, in our careers, whatever it is, sometimes we lack that faith, even though we know the mechanics of it. And we should know that if we do things, if we're co-creators of this, it should work out just like throwing the clothes in the washer so that's actually one of the things um i want to encourage you guys to think about this week is what do i have faith in so just everyday stuff right you know your car starts in the morning um your alarm goes off your cell phone works you have email from the internet works most of the time we have faith that, that we don't even think about it. We just turn these things on and off and they work, but that's exactly how the law is too. So we, we should have um, the same kind of faith in that stuff that really creates a difference in our lives. And, and just in case um, we're not completely sure how the law works, I'm going to do just a very, very, very short overview. So um, our thoughts are important, our words are important, our actions are important because they all, they all help co-create our lives. So of course, this isn't a, a talk about that right, right now. But somehow, because we're humans, because life, you know, we have a past that says no it didn't work before i prayed about it i thought about it you know it didn't work before so we we tend to lose faith sometimes that what we're doing is what we need to do but we need to just kind of stretch to overcome our past the um you know it doesn't set the precedent for what can happen today we need to continue to be open to possibility so Charles Fillmore said that truth is built from belief, acceptance, trust. Don't believe principle is bound by precedent. So truth is built from belief, acceptance, and trust. And I, so first you need to believe that it can work, right? And, and we have to accept that, that there is a law in place. And trust that it's going to come out the way that we have been taught and the way that we have. You know, I know everyone here has seen what we call miracles or a demonstration or a manifestation of something because we're all science of mind people here or um, some kind of um, metaphysical uh, person, follower, uh, practicer, practitioner. Um, We've all had demonstrations of different things. So we know that it can work. We just don't always know that we're putting our entire faith into it and that we um, are trusting it enough. So we have to test it. And, and that's what I would say I did. We have to test it to develop it, to b- make it strong. Because when we make a decision that's based on faith, um, and then we test it over and over and over again it 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 develops and makes our faith stronger and um and it helps us know that our God really is on our side and has our back so um so I'm going to talk a little bit in a minute about building faith and how to test it but but just another example, you know, animals have just a natural faith. So the, there's things they don't even need to think about. So if it's our pets living in our houses, they they pretty much have faith you're going to feed them. And they might think about it when they're hungry, but otherwise they don't worry about if they're going to get fed or not, if there's going to be water, if they're going to be let out to go to the bathroom, you know, if they're going to go for a walk. And they have faith in our schedule and that we are going to take care of them. And then wild animals, they have faith that, that there is going to be dinner. They, wild, wild animals is a little bit different because they don't fall into the same um, norms that the domesticated animals have, that our companions have. But when I take people on safari in Kenya, and we spend time just sitting and um, in the middle of the savanna with the wild animals, and we kind of tap into that consciousness, into that presence, you can feel that they, they just know that life continues as it is. So in one way, faith takes away worry a little bit, right? So if you have faith in something, you don't have to worry about it. And these animals out on safari, they don't worry about what's going to happen. They have the faith that it's going to be okay. So even the zebras that are sleeping or that are grazing next to the lions, they don't have to worry about the lions there's just a known faith. They don't think about having faith. It's just a known thing that um, they will be okay. And if the lion gets hungry and they have to run, then they do. And yes, some get caught, but that even falls into the divine natural cycle of life. So um, life just continues, rain, sun, whatever it is. so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you another short story about my test of one of my tests of faith. I've discovered that, that since I've developed this faith, that since I can trust my answers from God, I have taken these leaps of faith that, um, I wouldn't have done and all for good, you know, to good answer, I sh- I guess I should say good outcome. So I, w- one of the times in Kenya, I met a man and fell in love. And, um, <laughs> and having a relationship over um, two continents that are really far away is really challenging and was a test um, of my faith big time. Because if I had listened to my head, at least on 10 occasions, the relationship would have stopped you know, because, because phone calls can drop and you don't talk to that person again for two weeks. And, and that's really hard on the self-esteem sometimes because you wonder why aren't they calling me? Why, you know, what did I do this time? Right. What did I do? But so anyway, so I kept asking God just over and over and over for a couple of years, actually. I mean, we, I would go to Kenya and um, we'd have this, we had this relationship, but I, I just had to keep trusting asking God and then trusting God every time God said, really, are you going to let your stuff get in the way of this relationship? You know, you're not over that yet. (laughs) It's like, no, I guess I'm not over it yet. So um, I just kept getting the answer to stay with it. It's, it's, it's what you're supposed to do. So thankfully I stayed with it. My husband came here in November. Now you guys probably know that. And I'm so glad I stayed with it because um, it's, just turned out fabulously, and I won't get into details, but I, that was a huge leap of faith to actually marry a man and have him come live in my house that um, was against what my head thought it wanted. Okay, so we build it. So we build our faith by testing things every day, small things, and I know a lot of you probably live in faith, so I know that you being in this teaching, you probably have some faith developed, right? You have the trust that it's going to come out. You have the trust that you know what you need to do, and you know, um, you know how you help co-create your life. But I want to challenge you a little bit. I think I would like to, um, if you feel life is good, right, and that's great. But maybe could life be gooder? Is, is there a greater good in one area of your life that maybe you could take another leap of faith? And it's great to be comfortable and it's great to have a good life. I mean, I feel like I have a good life, but I also know at some point, the good life gets a little stagnant and it becomes not as good as it could be. Or perhaps there's more for me to do out there. So I would like to help you, um, or I should say, encourage you that even if life is good, what area perhaps could it be a little better? What area could you challenge yourself to develop and take a leap of faith in? All right. And, And we develop this faith by taking small leaps of faith or a giant leap of faith. So um, you can test it every day. You can ask God for an answer for something. And you can see how that settles with your head. And when your head says, no, that's not right, you can't do it. What's your mom going to (laughs) say? You do it anyway, and you see what happens. So um, I'm go- I want to touch real quick on getting answers from God. Again, this is not a talk about that. But um, if you are not confident in your answers from God, well, that's going to play a big part in your faith. So there are several ways that you could get your answers from God. And like I said, I'm not going to go into any details. I'm just going to give you some references and you can go deeper if you want to, if you feel like you need to. Because if you knew 100% God was talking to you and God said, hey, go down to the store right now and um, pick up a can of beans, and you had no idea why, but you just had to do it because God said, and then then you'd find out, then it would be revealed. But would you do it if you knew it was 100% from our spirit, from our source? Okay, so, um, so a couple ways if you need help in getting answers from God, if you're not quite sure when it's God speaking or not. One way might be there's a book by Martha Beck um, and I believe it's called Finding Your North Star. But, but she talks about the North Star being the part in you that guides you. So it's based on the feelings in your body Um, and using your gut using your heart using your soul and your head you know what feels good what doesn't feel good from previous experiences and how did that turn out but basically your north star is kind of like your god your source so um, finding your star that that can help you um, get your answers from god automatic writing can help as well and if you're not familiar with that you can google automatic writing but essentially it's taking pen to paper pencil to paper hands on keyboard and with a some kind of a question or a prompt just writing for 10 minutes without stopping because after um, a minute your you know how however long it is that your brain knows the answer to the question you, you would stop. You would just hold the pen until you could think of something else. But the idea is to keep writing so that those answers are coming from a deeper part of you that, you're, that overcomes your brain. So your brain stops and then you keep writing. And, and those answers, when you reflect on those, those are what's coming from the inner knowledge within you, from your source. Um, of course, muscle testing. So that is definitely the knowledge is already within you. You have all the answers. It's just a matter of seeing it physically. And with muscle, muscle testing, um, some people use a pendulum too. But muscle testing, I, I do at the grocery store. So if I'm, I'm terrible at knowing what produce is good, so, I will pick up you know a watermelon or an avocado or something that i really don 't know, and I will um, do what they call "Do a sway test to see if this is a good good match for me or not so those are just a couple of ideas to get you started with knowing your answer is a divine answer, knowing that the answer is indeed you know what what you need to do, what you need to pursue. And then, so once you're, you're, you're 100 percent excuse me 100 percent sure, you have an answer. you need to test it against things. You need to te- test it against small things, because I took a leap of faith in marrying my husband, which means I did what God was telling me to do, even though my head told me not to a hundred times. And so what is your next leap of faith? So what area is your next leap of faith going to be in? And where can you develop that faith? Where can you test it? And I can't tell you, of course, because that's you. But but I certainly would love to know that everyone is in a space where they have a deep faith. So this is where the power is. This is where the power of living your highest good, your highest life, pursuing whatever soulful calling you have. What's going to be that next big leap of faith? So like I said, this is where the power is. And as Ernest Holmes said, again, I'm going to say, those that have great faith have great power. Because that's the power to be in your life, how you want to be and how you should be. It's, um, it's a, it's, it instills confidence and it is uh, life affirming to know that power, to know that when you take a leap of faith, it's going to turn out all right. All right, so let's go ahead and go to questions, answers.